kindness, creativity, and friendly conversation are just the beginning. I'm Alicia, and whether you are a longtime friend or you're new to the podcast, I'm so glad you chose to join me today. Here we invite times of personal reflection, and I hope you will join me as we open our hearts to the rhythm of what brings peace. Through love, laughter, and spiritual inspiration, I'm looking forward to sharing this space with you. So grab your favorite drink, get comfortable, and let's talk. Hey there, and welcome, welcome back. This time last year, I was preparing to say some very special words in exactly 10 days. So October 23rd of 2020, how crazy is that? I was going to say I do. It still takes my breath a little bit to think of what a crazy ride that brought me to that place. But what a wonderful journey it has been. Not only the year of our marriage, we'll celebrate a year on October 23rd. Oh, but the two years before that. I wish you could talk to my friends and family so you could get even greater insight. But today, today is a special day. Today, I would like to invite you into my cozy little living room and have a seat. Grab a blanket, a pillow if you need to hold on to something because I want you to be comfortable. Today, I want you to join me for a story. A time of just sharing some more of how the most unexpected times are some of the most amazing spaces in our lives. So it started in 2018. I had a very dear friend, my pastor's daughter that they had raised from a very young age. Her and I had connected and just gotten really close and we had been friends for quite some time. I'll never forget in June on Father's Day, she texted me and asked me if I was seeing anyone and of course I wasn't. That was definitely not in my plans and she continued to tell me about this young man and how great he was and all the great things about him and she told me that she had texted him as well. She'd contacted him and in my mind I was okay. I 
wasn't opposed to him reaching out to me, but there was really no guarantee of anything coming of it. I think that same day he called me and maybe the next day he FaceTimed me and I'm sorry, but I was not prepared for FaceTime. It was definitely something I wasn't used to and I was, of course, taken by surprise by just such, you know, boldness. Like, wow, he's FaceTiming me day one. So we started talking and getting to know one another and there were so many things that drew me to him and I was beginning to like this guy. He would ask me question after question after question and I remember telling my pastor's wife, her and I were very close and I, I kept them in the loop and I remember telling her he you know asked a thousand and two questions so that's good and it was for me it was what I needed at that time it was what I wanted it was something that made me appreciate him more because I knew if he was asking the questions then he was gonna be okay answering the questions it was so, so very important to me. I remember us planning to meet and just, you know, nervous excitement. My friends and I were going to a conference in Oklahoma. And let me just kind of go back for a minute. Our friend, our mutual friend, lives in California and I was actually living in Texas at the time just wanted to put that very important information out there we were all over the United States so we get the planning going and it was exciting and I was telling my friends about it I was kind of you know like didn't really know what to expect I had never seen him face to face I just, I didn't know. And we go to this conference in Oklahoma in July. And I remember seeing him for the first time. And I think in my mind, I expected butterflies or goosebumps or something. And I was just okay. I knew that I liked him, but I didn't know why I didn't feel more. I had expected to feel more. And so that put a little bit of pressure on me. I put pressure on myself because of something that, you know, really society or people put these expectations from their situations and we feel the need to hold on to them and it's not always the best thing because a good person isn't determined to have butterflies and that's just me that's just me
you may feel differently and that's okay. We continued our journey dating. He visited, I visited. We began being a part of one another's lives. I met his family, he met my family. We spent time with his friends and my friends. And it was a great journey. It really was. I I can remember people asking me about him and and not really having an answer. He was something so different than what I had ever known. I can tell you still to this day, I was almost hesitant because he was, you know, quote, unquote, too good to be true, right? I just kept thinking there's got to be something that's wrong. And he was he was just so kind and so thoughtful and he would do things and go out of his way when I would least expect it. And this is just true transparency here, really. I would even get suspicious at times. And because I had dealt with so many things as far as trusting people and and all along the lines of thinking something's going to go wrong, I would get suspicious and I would think something was going on, all to find out that he was throwing a surprise birthday party. And that is the truth, that he really did that. And so it was a process for me. It was a process. There were great times. There were great days. We laughed. He made me feel like I was the world. And I was not used to that. And I guess at some point I didn't know what to do with it. And so as we continued talking and I'll never forget the first time he told me that he loved me. And I sat in utter shock, almost disbelief. And some of this I've never shared, so it's almost crazy to hear myself speaking it. But I I struggled with that. I struggled. And so much to the point that I was terrified. I was terrified of what that meant and what it meant for me. 
And if I could give you a visual of what Alicia was seeing was this man. He had never been married. He didn't have any children. He's waited for someone. He's spent his life, you know, just wanting someone to spend the rest of his life with, trusting God. And I'm sure that wasn't an easy journey. And here I am, really unsure of what I had. There came a day when I made a decision to take a break. We had dated for several months and I just didn't feel like it was right. I was dealing with a lot of internal turmoil, I guess you could say, and I really didn't even realize it until we went through our relationship. It was crazy because I I didn't realize it I guess until I felt really loved and then it really terrified me and I ran. So there was a time that I just set myself apart from everything I made up in my mind. I wanted to be alone with God because I wanted to figure out what I needed to figure out. I know it's not your ideal Cinderella story and it may not be what you were expecting, but it's my story. It's our story. One thing about my husband, he never gave up. He never stopped trying. He knew what he wanted and he kept on knocking, so to speak. And I often think back to our wedding day and how far we came out of taking time off and me figuring myself out and how thankful I am not only for the man that he is and and for not giving up but for God keeping his hand in it and around it and with us. So there came the day 
And of course, there's so many details in between that, you know, that would just give this story so much more life. But we ended up reconnecting. It was actually during Christmas. And kind of rebuilding and I had really, really been able to connect with God and connect with so many of my fears and confront my failures and not let them drag me down to where I was about to run away from the best thing that ever happened to me. And I remember the first time that I went back to visit him and and be with him and spend time with him. There was the most amazing peace that I had ever felt. And I knew then, I knew it was right. And I guess you could say if there were butterflies or fireworks or whatever, the moment I saw him, it was like I was almost alive again. I knew that this was right. And sometimes we get in the way of, of things sometimes. Sometimes our, our baggage and our mistakes and our failures and our faults and the list goes on and on weigh us down and we miss it. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the thoughts I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That's the King James Version. The NIV Version says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and future. That was one of my favorite scriptures for so many, many years. Because for so long, I felt like my future was just a blank space. I had made mistakes and then there was so much hurt and disappointment and turmoil and more disappointment and more turmoil. I actually read in one of my old journals. It was the neatest thing and it's why I love journaling. Back in 2012 is what the date said and it read something like I don't know what to do because my dreams seem shattered 
And I don't know how to hope for a future that doesn't seem real anymore. And I want to just say today, it may not look like what you had planned. You may have even felt at times that your dreams have been shattered. But oh, if I could see you now, if I could be with you, I would take your hands and hold them so tight and remind you it's not over whatever you've questioned or feared, whatever you've ran from, whatever pain that has lingered and left scars, my friend, those scars are not to mark you. They are not to hold you captive of what has been, but what God has done, what he has brought you through. And don't be afraid or ashamed to show. And most of all, to let go of those scars that have reminded you for far too long of your mistakes or where it went wrong or what could I have done better. I know because that's what I lived When I met this man that I know God put in my life, he was the answer to my prayers. He was everything that I needed. And I was so held by what was. We can get callous to our own hurts and not even realize the damage it is causing. It took me close to five years to gain this revelation. And that may not seem like a long time, but when you're living it, or most prevalently when you are freed from it, it's like, this deep sigh and you're like where did all that time go after so much loss and disappointment and feelings of rejection I subconsciously created that invitation almost automatically I felt that I had to expect the worst to protect myself and I was not going to let someone in And it was killing me inside. What I thought was protecting me was killing me on the inside. And I was able to fit the parts where I needed to. Don't misunderstand. I loved God and I was doing all I could for the kingdom and in our church. And I was very involved and I loved it. I did it with everything I had. I was close to my pastor and his wife and and their family. So it's not like I was running, you know, sowing the wild oats. Nothing like that. I was making steps and efforts and trying to grow all the things that you're supposed to do. 
I was desperately trying to further, you know, what I thought had been lost, but all the while I couldn't completely grasp what was holding me. I prayed and I fasted and I was reading my Bible and some days were great. And I, you know, you'd have these great services and prayed through and breakthrough. And then I would find myself, you know, back being suspicious again or questioning things or being hurt. It was a journey. And let me just interject in the midst of my ramble. I'm not perfect still, but I am perfectly sure that I know my Savior. And I know how far he's brought me today. And I know to call on him when something's not quite right. Learning how to try to be more sensitive and get out of my headspace and let God be the director of this series. Because unlike others, this one just ain't gonna end when all the problems are solved. This happily ever after is different, but it is so much better because it involves a true picture and a real God that can not only do it for you, but for others. And that's what I love about sharing here. That's what I love about this podcast is it's not about me. It's really not. It's about you It's about finding who you are and where you belong and knowing how precious you are in His sight. Every part of you. Maybe you're in a relationship now. Maybe you want a relationship. I am here to tell you that God will orchestrate the most beautiful thing if you will let Him. And that means recovering all the lost and finding yourself amongst the debris. Letting yourself be amazing. Everything is going to work in his perfect timing. So let yourself, let it happen. There is a true love story. I believe it. I know it. It's waiting on you. I pray that you are filled today and I pray that the master wraps his arms around you so tight and if your love story is a relationship embrace it if your love story is reconnecting embrace it if your love story is falling in love with yourself open up to it Until next time, love without reason, 
laugh without regret, and pray without ceasing.